Welcome back for another episode of Blessed is She That Believe. This is season two. Y'all, my voice, <laughs> it has been resurrected. I am back. <laughs> oh, y'all, like this week, my gosh, my gosh, it has been, I mean, COVID is no joke, you know, um, I'm not going to tell you you need to get vaccinated. You shouldn't get vaccinated because I'm vaccinated, okay? And I can't imagine. That was my second time having COVID, by the way. I had it last year at the beginning of summer. And that thing took me down. Like, literally, I was on the ground in my house. I was on the floor. I couldn't get up off the floor. And I have vaccine, okay? So I can't even imagine someone going through this without a vaccine. Like, you know more power to you, you know, not trying to be funny or anything. Cause I know a lot of people have died. Numerous amounts of people have died, um, from that virus, but my gosh, you know, I thank God for the scientists and the doctors, medical, um, personnel, everybody in the medical field. Thank you. Thank you so much for your dedicated service. Um, during these last couple of years, I can't imagine what y'all have gone through. So, um, I thank the Lord for the knowledge that he has put into people to be able to like know how to fit stuff together to make a vaccine. Like it, like I, I can't even, my mind can't even wrap around that cause I didn't go to school for that. So that's y'all's area. Okay. Y'all can have that, <laughs> but praise God, um, for his healing power. Praise the Lord for his healing power. Um, I feel much better. I feel rested. I go back to work tomorrow. And um, I'm ready to see my kids, my students. I've been missing teaching and talking their ears off. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back. I'm ready to get this semester over with. I love the fall. I don't, I'm not I want to say I'm ready to get over with. I just, I love the fall. I love October. I love the burr months of the year. I love the burr months of the year. Um, you know, like hot chocolate, s'mores, you know. I live in the South, so we don't really, I mean, the leaves change color, but it's like, <laughs> it's not, it's not like how it is in the mountains and stuff. What My goal one day is to actually be able to take a trip during the fall, like in October and go stay in a cabin or something. Like, I just want to see all variations of fall leaves. Like I want to see all the color variations, not just brown, <laughs> brown and wet leaves. <laughs> you know, like I want to see oranges and yellows and, you know, just where it looks like the trees are on fire, but they're not, they're really not. It's just the leaf colors, you know? So I'm planning to do that one day. Lord willing, I'll get a chance to do that. Go to a cabin with some friends and stuff and just enjoy nature. I love nature. I'm an outdoor girl. I'm a country girl. So I have to be by water and I have to be near the woods. I don't like the stuff in the woods except for the bunnies. But y'all keep them snakes and stuff. Y'all keep all of that. I don't want that. I like the bunnies and the squirrels. Like I like them. They're cool. Y'all keep everything else. Okay. I don't. I don't like that other stuff. But I. I love the country. I love being outdoors. Um. I love the fresh air, the trees, and I just. I love it. 
it's like, man, it's like a whole um, playhouse, you know, just being outside in the grass and stuff. But I also love the beach. It's like, okay, as much as I love the country, I love the beach. I love the water. I have to be close to water. I don't know. I guess I'm a fish. But, um, yeah, I have to be close to the water. I have to be able to go and just put my feet in the sand every so often. I have. It's like I have to recharge my beach battery or something. Um, it just brings me so much clarity in either space. It brings me clarity. It's like I can't have one without the other. I have to have both. Um, so anyway, I'm glad to be back and better. Y'all, I'm trying to look at, I'm looking at these scriptures and I'm sitting here like, this is going to end up being a two part <laughs> podcast because it's, it's deep. It's deep. Um, not deep. Like they say in church and it's really shallow. I'm talking about like, it's, it's deep in here. It's a lot to cover. So we gonna, we gonna go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this podcast. I thank you for each and every listening ear. I thank you so much, Father God, for allowing them to tune in. Even when they wanted to listen to something else, I thank you for allowing them to hit, let their finger tap on this, this um, podcast today. I pray that you reveal something to them. You show them what you need them to see through your eyes, Father God. Give them your ears to hear, Father. Lord, I just thank you right now for keeping them today. I thank you for protecting them today. I thank you for blessing them, whether they're at work or they're at home or shopping. Father, just keep them, protect them from danger seen and unseen. Lord, I just thank you that this word that that comes through me, Father, use, thank you that this word that comes through me is used for your glory, Father God. So your glory can be revealed, Father. Lord, I thank you right now that your word does not hit the ground. Your word does not return to you void. I thank you so much that you have allowed me to do this for this long. And I just give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. So this season, we're dealing with sin, okay? And it's just so much to say. I'm just basically hitting the high points, you know, the stuff you may have already heard if you are a church kid, you a PK or anything like that, you you probably heard, oh, I know this story. Remember, the Bible, these are not stories. These are these are accounts, okay? These are accounts of people's lives. <laughs> these are real people in the Bible. I know we make it up like it's a fable or a story. No, 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 no. These are real people's lives. The only fables or parables in that's in there are the ones that Jesus told. Everybody else is a real person, okay? So let's clarify that. Um, also, <sighs> it's like, what was I saying? Um, I want to, it's just, so I'm, I'm taking like the things that we may have heard. Well, I'm not going to say I'm taking it. The Lord has led me to the things that we may have heard in church and doing more of an in-depth study of it like today we're going to be covering Aiken some of you probably don't even know who Aiken is okay Aiken in the Bible and y'all is ghetto and let me tell you something if you want to read the Bible I know people probably tell you to start with Psalms or Proverbs or starting the New Testament Old Testament is where it's at the Old Testament is so hood you I don't know how people survived back then I, I just I don't 
I don't understand how people survive in the Old Testament. Because people were just straight thugs. I mean, we could have talked about Cicero and how he had the tent stake drove through his head while he was asleep by JL. We could talk about that, but y'all not ready for that. <laughs> y'all like, wait, what? <laughs> y'all not ready. Because Judges is a whole beast on its own. Like, Genesis, we're not even going to talk about Genesis. We're not going to talk about all the stuff that went on in Genesis. And, oh, no, I can't say that. No, I'm not going to say that. We'll, maybe we'll get there because I need to do more study on that before I even bring that topic up. Because y'all y'all be sitting there like, what? And Song of Solomon, y'all... Let me just tell you this. I can't read Song of Solomon no more until I get married. And that's all I'm going to say. Like, Fifty Shades of Grey has nothing on Song of Solomon. Yes, the Lord put that book in the Bible. You want to know why? Because when you are married... The wedding bed is undefiled. As long as y'all agreeing to whatever it is, it's undefiled. So read the Song of Solomon if you want to. I hope you marry it when you read it. Because, child, I almost threw my Bible across the room. I said, I can't read this. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm, it's like I'm hitting. The Lord has led me to hit on these um, accounts in the Bible that you may have heard of like um the next episode we're gonna talk about the woman with the issue of blood but it's like different perspective that i didn't even realize i didn't see it before until i started studying it you know so i'll say this when you read the bible i don't care if you grew up in church or not but don't think that you read it one time and that's good enough just like i tell my students i've read the stuff that i teach them i don't know how many times i mean i my students are in high school they're on block scheduling so I have to teach the same lesson three times a day, y'all. <laughs> three times a day, I have to teach the same lesson. And every semester, when I pick up the text that we're reading, I see something different. So if that's how it is with just regular reading material, the word of God is alive because the word is Jesus. The word of God is alive. So with it being alive, you're going to see something different every time. I promise you, you will. And it's just, it's crazy sometimes. You know, I don't want to say crazy, but when I say crazy, it's like, it's awesome. It's cool. Because it's like, I didn't see that before. You know, so just when you, when you study, you got to pray and ask God to open your eyes so you may behold wondrous things out of his law. And that's a, that's a song. That's actually written in the Bible. That's a song. And I pray that. And like, Lord, give me your eyes give me your ears so i can hear give me your eyes so i can see you know like give me let me see what you want me to see so make sure you pray before you read the word of god um and i already hear and you know i always hear people you know when they pray um like to bless the word but it's like the word is already blessed you know give me i need to be able to understand and interpret what you're saying like <laughs> lord let your holy spirit give me the wisdom I need wisdom to be able to understand what you're, what you're telling me through your word because you're speaking through your word, you know? So, well, the Lord is speaking through his word. But anyway, today we're talking about Achan. Y'all, I think this is one of the saddest uh, biblical accounts because it's like, I understand why, he, I, I think I understand why he did it. I think I understand why he did it. And I'm <laughs> before we get to Aiken, we gotta go back 
So Aiken's account is in, uh, I'm about to say judges, but talking about judges. Aiken's account is in Joshua chapter seven, but we have to back up to Joshua chapter six. The reason why is because that's when the instructions were given. Um, the instructions are given in Joshua chapter six and it starts, I'm going to start at verse 16. Now to give you context, the children of Israel are about to demolish, um, now I can't, Jericho. I don't know. It's like I, every word that I need is trying to leave me before I say it. The children of Israel are about to demolish Jericho. Now, remember, God told them to walk around the city once a day for seven days. On the seventh day, they're supposed to walk around the city for um, seven times. And on the seventh time, they're supposed to let out a shout and blow the horns and all of this stuff. And we all know the walls of Jericho came tumbling down like in the um, BBS song. Okay. So verse 16, it says of Joshua chapter six, and it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew the blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people shout for the Lord hath given you the city. Verse 17, and the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. Verse 18. And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the cursed thing, lest you make yourselves a curse. When you take off, when you take of the cursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted with the priests when a priest with the trumpets and you know, okay. Okay. But you heard that, right? Verse 18 of Joshua chapter six, that was the instructions. And you in any wise, keep yourselves from the cursed thing, lest you make yourselves a curse. When you take of the cursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it in verse 19, but all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Now, have to read this in the Amplified Bible. Okay? Because I read it to y'all in the King James. So I'm going to read it in the Amplified. And I may read it in um New Living Translation too because I like that version too. I like, listen, I like reading King James definitely. That's where I go for primary context. But for better understanding, deeper understanding um, just to see it written in a, diff a different way it helps, and I like to use New Living Translation, the NLT, um, the Amplified, and I love the Message Version. The Message Version straight ghetto. Like, I love it. I love the Message Version. Like, you fool, check yourself. You know, like, I love it. <laughs> but the Amplified says in verse 18, but you keep yourselves away from the things under the ban which are to be destroyed so that you do not covet them and take some of the things under the ban for personal gain and put the camp of Israel under the ban doomed to destruction and bring disaster upon it. All the silver and gold and articles of bronze and iron are wholly consecrated to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. That's what the Amplified says. Um, let me pull up the New Living Translation. See, reading the Bible is fun. It really is. I love it. New New Living Translation. New Living Translation verse. Uh, 
18. Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction or you yourselves will be completely destroyed and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. Okay, so we get it. Don't touch nothing. <laughs> You're going to go in here and don't you touch nothing. Basically it, right? Now, verse 7. Those were the rules. So we know the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. Okay? All right. Now, this is how verse 7 starts off. Or chapter 7, excuse me. This is how chapter 7 starts off. Oh, my gosh. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah took of the accursed thing and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Pause. We're going to pause right there. The NLT, because I got my cross reference, I got my parallel mode up. So I got my King James and then I got my, my NLT, my new living translation. My NLT version says of verse one, but Israel violated the instructions about the things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan, had stolen some of these dedicated things. So the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Achan was the son of Carmi, a descendant of Zimri, son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah. Y'all, this is why I titled this Sin Affects Everyone. For episode six of season two, this is called Sin Affects Everyone. Now, we were given the instructions in Joshua chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. What is to not be done? Y'all ain't supposed to touch nothing. Don't you touch nothing. Don't just don't even like just don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. We're going to go in, kill all the people. We're going to kill everybody. Don't touch anything. Don't take nothing. Don't touch it. <laughs> just don't do it. It's always one, isn't it? It's always that one person. It's always that one person. I'm going to tell y'all, when I was a little kid, I had a real bad habit of touching stuff in people's house. I never took anything. I just had to touch it. It's like I just, the I would, the bittiest nail on my littlest finger, it's like I had to just touch it. Y'all know how many poppings I got? Because my mama popped the crap out of my hands. You know how many times it took? It took a minute before I got it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave that alone. You know what? You know what? happen <laughs> I'm gonna tell this story I just told my students this story because I told them I said you got to stop like <laughs> you know when I, I'm gonna tell you how I learned my lesson about touching people's stuff we were at my grandmother's house on um, my granny my granny my mom's mom we would always get together on her, at her house we always get together and um <laughs> y'all like we always get together at my granny's house and we eat. We just be sitting there. I mean, it's my granny, it's my mama, me, um, all my big cousins. Um, shouts out to the Johnson and Jackson family. You know, like we, I mean, my my great aunt, my granny's sister, her children, which were my big cousins, their kids. Like we all be over at my granny house, you know. And actually, to be honest, when I say their kids, their kids weren't born yet. It was just me and my cousin Sandra's son, um, she had Andre and DJ. Those are her two boys. Shouts out to my fam. And um, <laughs> so me and DJ, that's my cousin brother. And let me tell y'all something. 
we fought like we had like tomorrow was not coming that's how bad we would fight each other every time every time and then one day we just was like hey i love you man i love you too sis like ah, i don't know what it was anyway uh, we would have not knocked down drag out fights they always had to pull us away from each other but anyway that's not this story this story is about how i learned my lesson with touching stuff that did not belong to me so i think it was around i think it was thanksgiving um i don't know how old i was let's say i was because my granny passed away in fourth when i was in fourth grade so that was like when i was nine or ten so i was under ten maybe seven years old could be eight okay still hadn't learned about touching stuff that didn't belong to me right um so my cousin <laughs> my cousin glinda she had a pepper spray thing device on her keychain she had a can of pepper spray and it was inside of the pepper spray holder i didn't know what that was and i'm like "Ooh, it's pink <laughs> i was like "Ooh, it's a, ooh that looks fun i'm gonna play with that and y'all let me tell you how sneaky i was everybody was at the table laughing and he 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 and then everything I don't know how I got over there without them noticing me messing with her pepper spray. I flipped the thing up and all I know is I couldn't see anymore. It was stinging my eyes. I hit the floor like a fish on a boat that just got pulled in, okay? I was flailing and flopping everywhere and I heard my cousin Rainy say, oh, she got a glint of pepper spray. Everybody lost their mind. They said, get it to the couch. Like, Y'all, I almost died that day. <laughs> I almost died that day, y'all. My family tried to save me, but they almost killed me by mistake. Y'all, I don't know how much water I ingested that day, but you would have thought I was thirsty cuz I they it was all I just it just felt like buckets of water were being poured on me cuz they were trying to get it out my eyes. Y'all, I tell you what, I ain't touch that stuff no more. I ain't touch nobody's stuff no more. Nobody's stuff did I touch. I touch nothing now. And <laughs> y'all, you know, I'm a little nervous because I don't have children yet. And I'm like, Jesus, please don't let them have that habit. Please, please, we're gonna have to break that off in the name of Jesus. Cause I don't want my babies having to go through it. Cause listen, I was hard headed. I was hard-headed. Like, how you just go touch people's stuff? <laughs> how you just go and touch people's stuff like that? But I couldn't help myself. It was like, I gotta touch it. And you know, this these are the, the, the days, those were the days before all the labels were put on children and stuff. I probably had ADHD at the time or ADD or whatever, BAD. I mean, I don't know. I probably had it, okay? Because I couldn't stop touching people's stuff. And it, like I said, I didn't steal or take anything. I just wanted to touch it. It's like, I wasn't calm until I touched your stuff. <laughs> it's like, I got to see what that does. <laughs> I learned that day. I learned that day. Some, some people are like that. Some people don't learn a lesson until something tragic happens. Well, in comes Aiken, okay? Aiken. And I want you to see here... In verse 1 of chapter 7 of Joshua. But the children of Israel committed a trespass. 
But then it says for Aiken, and I'm, okay, we'll talk about his lineage in a second. But it says for Aiken took the accursed thing. It was one person who took it, but God said, no, all y'all are guilty. Wow. When one person sinned, everybody sinned. Like, how? I had, I'm thinking about the women that's back at camp cooking for they, for they men folk. Washing clothes and getting the house, getting the tents ready and stuff. How did it, how did it fall? It wasn't their fault. It wasn't the baby's fault. But in God's eyes, yep. All y'all, all of y'all. So here's what happened. And Joshua sent the men from Jericho to Ai. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but it could be, you know, not right. But we're going to call it Ai. Not Allen Iverson, for those of you who are millennials. And you remember that time period, we called him Ai, not him. Okay, this is actually a tribe. Um, verse 2 of Joshua chapter 7. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth Haven on the east side of Bethel and spake unto them saying, go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai and they returned to Joshua and said unto him, let not all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and smite Ai and make not all the people to labor thither for they are but few. So there went up thither other people, about 3,000 men. And they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote of them about 36 men. For they chased them from before the gate, even unto Sherbarim, and smote them in the going down. Wherefore, the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide. He and the elders of Israel and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites? to destroy us would to God we have been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan oh Lord what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies for the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ us round and cut off our name from the earth and what wilt thou do unto thy great name and the Lord said unto Joshua get thee up Wherefore lies thou upon thy face? Israel hath sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have taken of their cursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also. And they have put it even among their own stuff. So, this is what happened to give you, for those of you who did not understand anything I just read. After they left Jericho, unbeknownst to anybody but Achan, unbeknownst to anybody, Achan took some stuff. The stuff, the very thing the Lord told him, told the children of Israel, don't do, Achan did it, okay? So, the children of Israel go up to, they see Ai, and Joshua's like, he sent some people, go go check them out. You know, they just left Jericho. They just left demolishing Jericho. Now they about to fight somebody else. And the people came back and said, look, we don't even need that many people to take these dudes. Just give us about 3,000. We'll wrap this up before noon. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is easy. This is light work. This is light work. Don't even, don't even send the strongest people. Give us the, give us the weak people. Give us the young kids. You know, we, we let the rookies take this. Man, AI whooped their behind, ran them off, and killed 36 people. So Joshua like, wait a minute. What the happened? 
what has happened? So he immediately goes before the Lord and he's like, look, what do we do? Now you're going to have all these other tribes coming after us. They're going to wipe us off the face of the earth. And how is that supposed to glorify your name? And the Lord is like, what you talking about? Y'all see it. I ain't covering that. I'm not protecting sin. <laughs> he said, I'm not protecting sin. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Y'all did the very thing I told you not to do. So what, what, you, what you want from me? Now, go get rid of it and we'll resume our duties. But until the sin is gone, I ain't doing nothing. Like, ain't nothing about to happen for y'all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, God gave, well, actually, I don't want to keep going too far because this right here is going to take up the whole podcast. So, back at verse 1, the reason why I called, well, the reason why the Lord had me title this sin affects everyone is because sin does affect everyone. You think that hidden sin that you're doing, that adultery that you're committing with that woman, that man, um, sleeping around and you're not married, uh, doing, doing coke or whatever it is that y'all doing with behind closed doors and your family don't know that you're doing, um, cheating people out of money and you a business owner you cheating people out of money you're not paying people like you're supposed to and then i did work for you you doing all this other stuff you watching porn on the internet i mean i could go into everything but i'm not because it's just too much stuff going on basically whatever sin that you have participated in that you've allowed yourself to succumb to that it has now taken over your life but you keep it you keep trying to hide it it's gonna come out it's going to come out. And guess what? It's not just affecting you. It's affecting everyone. It's affecting your loved ones. Sin, it does not play fair. Let me tell you what sin is like. Sin is like trying to scoop sugar out of a jar and not get it on the counter. I don't care how precise you are with that spoon or with that measuring cup. Sugar still going to get on the counter. If you don't believe me, rub your hand on the counter after you have put all the sugar up. Oh, I done made it. No, no, you didn't. That's why them little ants crawling on your counter. Because something spilled and you didn't see it. Wow. Wow. Okay, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come through, come through. So, like, you didn't see it. That's what sin is like. Trying to scoop sugar out of a container and not getting it on the counter. But some still get on there and you didn't see it. Because it's just, you can't control it. Whew, let's just, I'm going to take a sip of water. Let's just pause for that. And see, that's what the enemy, the enemy is the father of all lies, okay? So just know that, number one, he's the father of all lies. And he is a, he's the great deceptor. He's the great deceiver, Okay? He deceives us into believing that we can do it and won't get caught. I I mean, I know I did that for, for a long time. But you know what? Um, I This scripture, I know by heart. I know exactly where to find this. Who? Romans chapter 6, verse 1. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. We all have grace. God has given... God, he's full of grace and truth. Praise the Lord. He is. He's full of grace and truth. But 
Now, see, I got to find this scripture. I was, okay, 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 Lord, okay. <laughs> Ooh, when you hear, when you hear the Lord say move, you got to move. Um, we all, he, he gives us grace. Now, I can't say, oh, well, I got 15 chances over here and 20 chances. I can't say that. I cannot say that because, um, I don't, I don't know. I just know if I'm come out, if I did something wrong and I quote unquote, didn't get caught. Cause what you got to understand is when you sin, there are always consequences for your sin. It's always consequences for your sin. It's going to be a spiritual death, a physical death, mental death or emotional death. I put mental and emotional together though. Cause I mean, and when I say a death, I mean, it could be a literal death or something has, something has to die when you sin. Just know that something has to die when you sin. Um, because that's what sin kills. The wages of sin are death. Wages are payment. You gonna get paid. <laughs> you gonna get paid. Hold on one second. I gotta find this scripture. And I can't ever remember exactly how to say it right or else. Okay, 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 okay. here it is. <clears throat> so in Romans 6 and 1, it says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. You cannot think, you, you can't think. There's no way that if you sin, because some people think, well, the more I sin, the more grace I get. No, no, <laughs> no. No, 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 no. These are not minutes. These are not rollover minutes when you sin that accumulate and you can store up to apply to something else at the end of the month. That's not how this works. That, that's not how this works, okay? You might have one time in that sin and you die immediately afterwards. You don't, That that's the thing. You don't know. You just don't know. That's why you don't, you do your best not to sin. We're going to mess up. We're human beings. We're going to mess up. Nobody's perfect except for Jesus. He was tempted at all points, but he never sinned. He was tempted, but he ne he never sinned. That's why he is our mediator. He is our confidant. He's our counselor. He is all of that stuff because he knows what it was like because he was in this sinful body. He knows what it's like to be tempted in all points. All points. Every sin he was tempted in, but he never sinned. He never sinned. Oof. Mm. So... There, like, like I said, sin, you don't get more. I don't know when, cause I used to think, well, maybe if I pause and I, well, I'm not, you know, I'm gonna tell y'all cause I was, you know, in college and stuff. And even after college for a little while there, I was fornicating and I was like, well, I'm not fornicating like this person over here. They do it. They do it all the time. I don't do it all the time. I do it like once a year, maybe or what's every blue moon, whatever. So it's not the same. That's literally what I was thinking. It's like, what you mean it's not the same, fool? Like, it is the same. <laughs> you are not married. So therefore you are sinning. <laughs> like, what kind of work? But see, the enemy will have you thinking stuff like that. That's why don't even fool with sin. Don't touch it. Don't, just don't go near it. Just 
stay away from it, okay? Stay away from it. Just, no, don't even, don't play around with it. Don't. How you gonna take fire into your bosom and not get burned? Ooh. I used to play with fire as a little kid. Guess what? I got burnt one day. Guess what? I stopped playing with fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> I still got a little mark on my wrist where, where a little piece of fire fell on me. Y'all, like, don't play with sin. It, it will destroy it will destroy you and your, everything that you love. It will destroy you. And I'm going to tell you, the crazy thing about sin, it may not even show up for you. It might show up for your kids or your grandkids or your great-grandkids. You may not even see what it will do to your great... You won't see what it does to your lineage. Don't set your family up for that. You think, oh, it just stays with me. No, it doesn't. No, it won't. You know, I don't know if y'all saw the movie Black Panther. Y'all saw the movie Black Panther. Um, if you haven't, great movie. You need to watch it. Um, the very first one, not the second one. Listen, I talk about the second one, okay? But the first one. The problem is that something, I don't want to give the movie away. I hate when people give the movie away and it's something I want to watch. So the problem occurred when T'Challa's dad, there was a situation, Okay. And his dad handled the situation a certain way, but the results of that situation showed up later on after the dad had died. So now his son T'Challa got to put up with the same thing that his dad should have handled a different way. Now the situation is out of control. Mm. The results from the situation are out of control. Nobody can control it. People dying trying to handle the situation and all because if the dad would have done something different but instead he hid it he hid it from everybody nobody knew about the situation or the results from the situation nobody knew about it until it showed up at their door that's how sin is y'all sin to come in like hey auntie <laughs> sin will come in like hey auntie you like where this come from you be done, you you be you be dead and gone, and your family like what is show what what is this? Nobody know where it came from except for maybe one person. I remember back in so and so back in two thousand nine, there was a party, <laughs> child, and everybody got to deal with your mess. Sin affects every aspect of your life. For me. It was always mental and emotional. I mean, I was tortured. I was tortured. Why isn't he coming back? Why? 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 Uh, uh, blowing people's phone up and stuff. It's like, because mentally and emotionally, I was being tortured. That was a death for me. And once the Lord, and a lot of it had to do with trauma. A lot of it, what I went through had to do with trauma too. So once I started, you know, got delivered, I always tell people, go to the cross, then go to the couch. Cross, then couch. Okay? Cross, then couch. <laughs> I went to the cross, got delivered, and, you know, got serious about my relationship with Jesus. Then I found a couch that belonged to an awesome therapist who loves the Lord, and she is a woman of God. She's a true woman of God. Okay? So, I went to the cross, then I went to the couch. And when you start putting the psychology with the word, you see how the word, like it's, it, I can't even explain it. Y'all it's a whole different podcast right there, but 
yeah. It's like, why do I want to go back to that? That torture, it was draining me. It was like, oh my gosh. So why would I want to continue to do that to myself? I mean, anxiety, you know, like anxiety and then doubt and fear. Because you open the door for all of those spiritual, those spirits to come in. When Let me tell y'all something. When you sin, just like with the battle with the children of Israel and Ai, when you sin, you are basically pushing God's hand of protection away from you. And opening the door for Satan and his cronies to come in. That's basically what you're doing. And they're going to whoop you behind every time. They're going to whoop you. They're going to open every door and let every... Because you can't control... You can't say, okay, I'm a sin and Satan can come in on this side. No, that's not how this works. He going to take liberties like he ain't never take liberties before. That's what happens. Because, see, it's a difference when you get attacked and you're doing the will of God versus when you get an attack and you're be, you're not in the will of God. It's a totally different thing. Because, see, when you're in the will of God, you got God's protection. You got his hand on your life. You can go into that battle knowing that God is going to show up for you and he's going to show out for you. See, when you don't have God's protection and his covering because you have stepped into disobedience because all sin is is disobedience. When you chose to step into disobedience and do that thing that God told you not to do, he, you tie in his hands. He can still help you. It might not be as, as bad, but you're going to feel the effects of that. You're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get the brunt of that. Some, a lot of times you're going to get the brunt of it because how, he, he's not going to cover no mess. You are sleeping with somebody's wife. He's not going to cover that. Oh, you, let me tell you something. You messing with married people. Oh, you, 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 y'all, mm. mm. God hates divorce. So if God hate divorce. That must mean he really liked marriage. He loves marriage. He loves people being married. Y'all, we're not going to go into that topic, but he loves the marriage that he designed. Okay. Don't argue with me. Don't debate me. Debate the Bible. You can have it all because I'm, listen, he never lost the battle and he never will. So debate Jesus, okay? Um, he loves the marriage that he designed. That's in Genesis chapters um, one and two and three. Okay, that marriage that he designed between Adam and Eve, that type of marriage, that's the marriage that he loves, okay? That's the only one there is. So I know it's going to be a lot. Y'all, it'll be all right because I'm going to go to bed at night and sleep good on the cool side of my pillow. Um, that's the marriage he designed. And for you to mess with somebody in a covenant marriage, <sighs> sin is sin. There is no higher sin. There is no lower sin. Sin is sin. Be disobeying your parents, lying, cheating, adultery, murder, all of that is it's sin. Because it's disobedience to God's commands. Okay? It may be a variation, but it's a dis it's disobedience to God's command, nevertheless. Okay. So it's just I've seen and I've heard so many tragic stories come about from people committing adultery. I mean, I've heard a story of somebody, the other woman showing up at the house while the wife is pregnant. I mean, 
telling her she wanted to fight her or something. Like, I, I mean, there are stories, countless stories of people dying, being shot to death because they walk in and their spouse is in an act of adultery or what, like people snap. Like y'all, y'all, you want to know why? Because two become one flesh. Y'all, you may not even believe in Jesus, but if you marry, you and your spouse are one flesh. It's a spiritual component to that. So for you to try and rip that apart, that is painful. People who go through divorce, that's painful. That's like having surgery to remove an arm. Okay? That person has become a part of you. So divorce is a death because you're mourning your, your, like, it's your life. Like that person is you. Y'all became one. You know, so it's, it's crazy, but there's so many spiritual um, aspects and components to these things. And we don't see it because we only looking with our flesh. We're only looking through the eyes that we have in our body instead of walking by faith and not by sight. And it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like it's just, it's, um, it's like amazing how all of this stuff works. Like we are. And I have to say it again. We are spirits having a human existence. We are spirits having a human existence. This flesh is going to die one day, but our spirits are going to live on. That's it. The, this flesh is a shell. I like what you see is not who, what you see. Like <laughs> that's just, I can't explain it any clearer than that. It's like we have on a shell and our real person is inside. We have a we we have a spirit. Everybody has a spirit. We have spirit, soul, body. So one day this flesh is gonna die and your spirit is gonna live on. It's up to you where your spirit going. Better choose Jesus today because you don't know the next couple of minutes. I mean, being serious, being honest. It's real. It's real like that. I can get off this podcast and drop dead. But I know where my my spirit is going. My spirit going to heaven to be with Jesus. So y'all. Leave sin alone. I, I don't, I just, just from the stuff I've experienced, leave sin alone. It, listen, I know it's hard out here in these streets. <laughs> I know it is, but y'all got, the only way you can leave it alone is if you have Jesus. Okay. Now, huh, I went on a tangent and I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not. Cause that, like I said, y'all know what I say every all, every episode. That wasn't in my notes. Uh, <laughs> but verse 1 of chapter 7. But the children of Israel committed a trespass. Because Achan. And this is how you know your sin affects everyone. Because God said the children. It was one child. But all y'all are responsible. All of y'all are going to feel the effects of his one sin. Not only that. It runs down his family line. This not only affected him, it affected his family. It He's of the tribe of Judah. Guess who else came out of Judah? Jesus. He, he in the line with Jesus. And he messed up. Mm. Mm. Y'all, disobedience run deep. Disobedience runs deep. That was the sin of Adam and Eve. And we see it right here. God said, don't eat the fruit from this tree. What, what Adam and Eve do? Eat the fruit from that tree. This straight disobedience. 
Don't touch anything. Don't don't take nothing. Don't touch nothing. What A can do? Took and touch stuff. Y'all. How much? What? What's the time on this? Golly, I'm not even gonna. This I talk. This might. This might end up up being a three part thing. Cause it's like it's so much here. It's just so much here. And then you have to ask yourself: Did anybody see him? Because let me tell you how God ran this down. God ran this down so smooth, like. Joshua did all that plead and talking about why, Lord, why? Why you let this happen to us? Why? And the Lord was like, first of all, <laughs> check yourself. But he was like, why? get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not only stolen them, but have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That's the NLT version. Let me switch over to the message version because the message version is messy. And I'm here for it today on this good, great getting up morning. <laughs> the message. Let me let me flip over because I got to read what the message says. Oh, I know it's going to be good. God said to Joshua, get up. Why are you groveling? Ooh, Israel has sinned. They've broken the covenant I commanded them. They've taken forbidden plunder, stolen, and then covered up their theft, covered up the theft, hoarding it up with their own stuff. The people of Israel can no longer look their enemies in the eyes or in the eye. They themselves are plunder. I can't continue with you if you don't rid yourselves of the cursed things. Mm, 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 mm. That's what it says. That's what it says. So he can't, God can't cover us when we go into sin. And especially as a believer, because as a believer, it's a choice. You choose to sin as a believer. Um, now, there are sometimes where it's like you really didn't know that was a sin. So once you know, then you know. Now you got a choice to make. Are you going to continue in that or you not? Like some people may not think it's a sin to take stuff from work, like toilet paper or whatever. I don't know. Like, or staples. We'll, we'll use markers and staples. I'm a teacher, but I don't take that stuff. I buy my own, okay? So don't get it twisted. I'm just using it as an example, okay? Some people may not think that's a sin. It's like, okay, did you buy it? No. What was the purpose and intent for it to use at school? So you stole. Oh, that's going to hit some people. Oh, that's going to hit people. Because I bet it's a lot of people that do that and don't think about it. Mm -hmm. Well, now you know. So now you got a choice to make. <laughs> You're not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, whether you work at a school or an office, if you didn't buy it, it's not yours. Now, if they give it to you, that's something different. But if you didn't buy it, it's not yours. So there's that. Okay, and I'm going to back off of that because some people going to be mad. Now, <sighs> Joshua is the leader. You know, Joshua took over after Moses died because God said, Joshua chapter one, Moses, my servant is dead. Okay, let's move on. Joshua, you it. So Joshua took over after Moses died. So Joshua's the leader, okay? 
Joshua did what any leader I believe would have done. Went straight to the what any leader should have done is go straight to the Lord with the problem. And see, a lot of times, oh, see, this is why I said this is gonna end up being like three, five parts. Because it's just so much in here. A lot of times, leaders want to figure it out themselves instead of going and asking for help. And that makes it a bigger problem than what it is. This problem stayed, well, it wasn't small, but it stayed contained because Joshua went straight to the Lord and said, look, I don't know what's going on, but we should have defeated them dudes. What do we do? What do we do? We need to change it. Tell me what we did wrong. You know, like, so Joshua went straight to the Lord. As a leader, if you are in charge of people and stuff like that, and you see there's a problem or an issue, go straight to the source. Oof. Go straight to the source and find out what's going on. God is the source. Mm. Go straight to the source so you can find out what the problem is and the problem can get solved. Don't let that thing linger because Joshua could have easily said, okay, we're going to figure out what's going on here. Um, let's re-strategize. We're going to send more people to air. And I guarantee you, if Joshua would have sent another group of people, but a large number, more people would have died. AI would have whooped their behind again with the few people they had. We don't even know the number they had. We just know they're smaller than the children of Israel. But they whooped them. And see, oh, see, that's a, the that's a thing right there too. Don't underestimate the size of the fight. Mm. Because see, when you underestimate the size of the fight, when you underestimate the size of the trial, you think you got it. And you don't need the Lord. They didn't pray before they went after AI. Because I guarantee you, if they would have prayed before they went after AI, God would have said, don't go. Don't go up there. Y'all going to lose. Then Joshua could have said, okay, so why are we going to lose? And he would have found out then. He could have found out sooner. But no. No. And what I see here is pride. Oh, we just took Jericho down. Jericho was like a, man, Jericho was a bad, bad city. They were fortified on all sides. Like, we took them down. We about to take this little puny group of people down to, that was pride. Mm. So, instead of asking God, should we take these people? Because you see in the Old Testament when the children of Israel are getting ready to go up against folk, um, usually they pray about it first. For the most part, they like, okay, Lord, should we take them or should we just leave them alone? Or, you know, they confer with God first before they make any moves. Joshua ain't do this here. Joshua did none of the such. <laughs> he did no such a thing. He went straight up. We're going to take them because he underestimated the size of the fight. He underestimated it because he couldn't see spiritually. He saw with his flesh. Oh, they're small so we could take them. No boo-boo. <laughs> no, they may look small, but guess what? Y'all got sin in the camp that you don't even know about. And I guarantee, since that's pride, Joshua just knew his people followed directions. Joshua, you should have known better than that. These are the same folk that were born from the people that had to walk around the same mountain 40 years. You should have known better than that. You should have known disobedience ran in your bloodline. You should have known witchcraft ran in your bloodline. You should have known. But you didn't investigate. Ah! <laughs> Y'all, Holy Spirit be taking over. Okay? Y'all, you can't just assume people gonna act right in your family 
because you follow the Lord. You don't know the people following the Lord. You better go and check your bloodline out. You better go check the person bloodline out that you engaged to. What you got in your family? You got mental illness. You got you got what? What's what's in your family? What's in your family? High blood pressure. Uh, high cholesterol. What's in your family? Y'all better check. Y'all better check the bloodline before you link up with the people because it's a spiritual thing. Not only does it transfer physically. Not only will your children inherit the DNA of you and your spouse and the chromosomes from you and your spouse, but they get the spiritual stuff too. It's spiritual. Your baby will start feeling the spiritual stuff while the baby is growing inside of you while it's still an embryo. Like you better check the family bloodline on both sides before you link up with somebody because that stuff will transfer to your children. And your children's children and your children's children's children to the fourth generation because that's what the bible says that's why it is so important not to mess with this sin it's one thing when you don't know and you're ignorant but it's another thing when you know and you still chose to do it who i'm talking to myself y'all now the verse i had to look up Acts 17 and 30 um, in the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. So there was a time that God winked at your sin because you didn't know. Like when I was fornicating out there, I didn't know that stemmed from the trauma I went through. I knew I was fornicating, but it's why am I doing this? Then it got to a point where it's like, I don't know how to walk away from this. Why? It was the trauma that kept me bound there. So when I figured out what was the trigger, because see the bullet was the fornication, but what was the trigger? The trigger was anxiety. The trigger was daddy issues. The trigger was whatever. Okay. But the gun was molestation, but there were several triggers that I had to go and dismantle. So nothing can get pulled unless I wanted to. Because see, in James, it tells us every man is tempted when he's led away um, with by his own lust. So everybody gets tempted when you led away by your own lust. You know what? I get tempted when I'm not reading my word and studying and studying and spending time with Jesus. Every time I stop doing that, I get lax. My flesh start rising up. I'm like, oh, wait, where is that coming from? Let me go fast and pray. Let me go sit at the feet of Jesus because I, I guess I must have wandered off again. Let me <laughs> let me go find G Jesus. Where you at? Let me get back to where I was because my flesh wants to do what my flesh want to do. Because also in um, Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8, it talks about how your flesh wants to be contrary to your spirit. They oppose each other. They're at war with each other. The members in your flesh are at war with your spirit because your flesh want to do what it want to do. And it want to do the wrong thing. It never wants to do what your spirit want to do. I need to get up and read my word. No, you don't. You need to take, you need to rest some more. You need to hit that snooze. I need to, I need, you know what? I need to go on a diet. I need to lose some weight. I, I need to lose. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Because look, Popeye's got them um, wings. They got them wings. They got a good sale on them wings. Because mm -hmm. um, Uber Eats got buy one, get one free on the wings. Every single time. <laughs> Go read Romans chapter 6 through 8. You're going to see what I'm talking about. You're going to see what I'm talking about. 
It might just be chapter six and seven. I think it's just chapter six and seven, but read eight too. Read the whole book. Anyway, <laughs> but we can't expect God to keep protecting us when we keep choosing the wrong thing. Like God be up there like, what are you doing? <laughs> you won't talk to me. You won't spend time with me, but you got time to be playing with Satan and his little cronies. Oh, okay. Have at it. And you know what? You know what the crazy thing is? The Bible says if you keep going in that direction and you won't stop sinning, in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, y'all, I ain't reading this whole that Romans chapter 1 is deep, okay? And when I say deep, I mean it's hard. It's hard, okay? Romans chapter 1 and verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And reprobate means... Hold on, because I told y'all, like... A reprobate mind is so many definitions. Um, I'm going to read the noun versions, but that was used as an adjective, but a noun, the noun of reprobate mind, which actually, I guess it could be a noun. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that right now, but the noun version is a depraved, unprincipled or a wicked person, a person rejected by God and beyond hope of salvation. The adjective morally depraved, unprincipled, bad. Rejected by God and beyond hope of salvation. <sighs> to disprove, disapprove, condemn, or censure. To reject a person as for sin, exclude from a number of the elect or from salvation. Y'all, God turned you over to a reprobate mind is no hope for, for salvation. There are some sins that if you continue to participate in it, you, you, <sighs> mm. the Bible says it. He'll turn you over to a reprobate mind. That's that's what the Bible. I mean, I read it in Romans chapter one and verse twenty-eight. God gave them over, so it's like He had to hand you over to to a reprobate mind. He handed you over to a reprobate mind. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things. With since you won't come out of that sin, since you won't stop sinning, since you keep choosing sin over me, here you go. Enjoy it. You know what that's like for God? I don't want to know what that's like. I was just like, because then at that point, you can't see your way out of your sin. You can't, you can't find a door. And okay, okay, Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. I'm you can't come out. You can't find the door to come out. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door, okay? And since Jesus is the door, in Genesis chapter 19 and verse 11, now, a lot of people have a problem with this because it's about homosexuality and everything. Well, y'all debate the Bible, not me, because I'm just reading straight from the Bible. But it says the angels of the Lord smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. Jesus is the door. 
They could never find the door. Just sit on that for a minute. They could never find Jesus. They were so deep in their sin. And I'm sure there was other there was other sin besides homosexuality that was going on in Sodom. I, I bet top dollar there was. And I'm not a betting person, okay? So there was a lot of stuff going on, okay, um, in Sodom and Gomorrah. And they were so full of that sin of of whatever it is that they were participating they were so full of it that which in this case was homosexuality they were so full of it they couldn't find jesus they couldn't find a door they wearied themselves they wore themselves out trying to find a door yes we're talking about the door to lot's house but that's a spiritual thing too because jesus is the door he's the door so when god hands you over to a reprobate mind he gives you up gave him up to a reprobate mind that's what it said in romans 1 and 28 i i mean i'm seeing that with grown people eyes now you know like god gave them over to a reprobate mind he turned you over turned you loose that's what you want go after it wow because they did not like to retain god in their knowledge you know what retain means? It means to keep. It means to hold. Let me give you a better definition. I'm just going off of what I know retain means. Retain, I want to get specific. Retain means not lost, destroyed. Uh, that's not the one I want. I put the ED. Hold on. Retain. To keep possession of, to continue to use, practice, to continue to hold or have, to keep in mind. Mm. They didn't want to, they did not like to retain the knowledge of God. So they didn't want to even remember him. That, that's really, you want to sin that much that you did not like to retain God in your knowledge. You only want God in your head. You don't even want to think about God. You just want to do what you want to do. You just want to sex everybody. You just want to do all the drugs. You want to do, you want to abuse your body. You want to just lie and cheat and steal because you want power that bad. You want to just be, you just want to be top dog and do whatever it is that you want to do. Okay. That's that. And I can literally hear God like, oh, okay. You know the okay that you, that your mama say when she, when she about to snap or when something, your mama done told you to stop doing something 15,000 times and you keep doing it. And that last time she be like, oh, okay. And she walk away and go keep doing them dishes and you scared and you don't know if you need to move or you just stop breathing because it's like, I don't know what's about to happen. She not even mad. She yelling at me. That I feel like verse 28 of Romans chapter one is like that. Oh, okay. I'm mad. I'm not mad. But you gonna see you gonna find out and he ain't even saying all that but you're gonna see you'll find no it's just okay because it's like what does that mean you don't know that i'm telling y'all there are some sins that are so they have such a stronghold on people they're not gonna find them way their way to the door which jesus is the door they're not gonna be able to find jesus it says it right here 
that reprobate mind, there's no hope of salvation. When God gives you up for that, there's no hope of salvation. I That is hard. Because it's like God is love. Everybody wants to say God is love. Y'all, that's who he is. That's just who he is. He's good. That's who he is. That's just nothing. Everything in the world could be falling around, like just falling to the ground, burnt up and everything. God's still going to be good because that's just who he is. He's still going to be loved. That's just who he is. But people want to use God, say who he is as an excuse to sin. That ain't right. Like, okay, you can say God is love all you want to and still go to jail for robbing a bank. God is good. Yes, he is. Get in the car. <laughs> you going to jail. Like <laughs> you that's y'all. Stop it. Stop using his qualities, who he is, as an excuse to sin. Because you're gonna have to answer for that. You're gonna have to answer for that one day. And this doesn't just affect you, this affects everybody connected to you. Everyone connect. I'm going to tell y'all real quick before I get off of this because I know I'm over my time. I have a friend. And the Lord spoke to me about this friend. And the Lord say, said to me, keep your distance. Not that we can't be friends no more, but the Lord disclosed some things to me through the Holy Spirit about this person that this person, the Lord is getting ready to shake some stuff up. He's going to allow some things to be shaken up. And Lord said to me through the Holy Spirit, if you stay connected, if you keep getting close to this person, you're going to feel effects. So I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. nope, nope. Some things the Lord gives us a heads up on, but then there are some things we don't know why stuff is happening because we didn't know sin was in the camp. We didn't know that was in our bloodline. I challenge you this week to do some research on your family. Sit down with your parents, sit down with your grandma, your aunties or whatever. Ask them about your family members. Those, I know it's it's very awkward sometimes, um, but if you got a real close connection to your, especially your grandparents, ask them about what was going on in the, in the family. Ask on both sides. Because you, I'm telling you, listen, I did that and found out some generational curse. I said, that's why that thing keep popping up. Because I know I prayed that, you know, like, I know I did my part. Stuff was popping up. And I said, why is it pop? Had to go and break them generational curses. I challenge you this week to find the sin that runs in your, in your family blood. Find it. Find why those familiar, familiar spirits keep popping up. Find out why you keep seeing stuff repeated through your children go back down your family line and find it and you pray over your you plead the blood of jesus over your family line and you pray that stuff out i'm telling you you need do the work do the work because it is not y'all i mean i left it open i ain't even technically i don't even have notes on this I left it open. I said, Lord, you do what you need to do. So there is a reason why I'm saying this is for somebody. You need to go on your family line and find that stuff. And the Lord, pray first before you do it. And the Lord will show it to you because he sure did it for me. He did it for me. And it didn't happen. It didn't take long either. He showed it. He showed it to me. 
And I sat down and talked with my mama and found out some stuff. And I said, that's why this stuff is, I said, okay, okay. And when I tell you what, it cleared up. Yes, it did. So I pray that you find out where the sin is in the camp. And you pray that stuff. You plead the blood of Jesus over your family. And break every generational curse. Don't just say I break every generation. Get specific with it. Get specific. I come against the spirit of adultery right now in my family life. And I, I plead the blood of Jesus over, you know, and you speak the word of God over your family. I'm I'm so serious. Because you, you have to. It is our responsibility. Especially if you are single. You have to put in that work now. You can't wait till you start having kids. It It's already done. I mean, yes, you can pray over your kids and you can break it then, but why wait? Why, why would you wait until then? Why not do it now before you even bring them into the world, before they even come into your life? Why not do it now? This is what the single season is for. The single season is to get stuff like this, get intel on you, yourself, your family, find out where stuff is, go to therapy, <laughs> study and study and pray and spend time with the Lord and take care of yourself. This is not the time to be sitting around talking, why God won't bring my wife? Why God won't bring my husband? It's not that time. It's time to prepare because as soon as you get married, the war is on. The battle is on because the enemy is going to come at you and your spouse and you need to be prepared. You need to be prayed up. You need to have an arsenal of word because we don't fight this with flesh and blood. We don't fight this spiritual fight with flesh and blood. We fight it with the word of God. You, this is the time now, my single brothers and sisters, to prepare. This is not the time to sit around and wonder why God hates you because you ain't got no spouse yet. No, he's giving you time to prepare for marriage because marriage is battle. That is the whole battleground field, and that is war, okay? Y'all going to be at war with the enemy. Sometimes y'all might be at war with yourselves, and you got to come back together under the blood of Jesus and keep Jesus in the center of your relationship. He ain't got time to be going, oh, well, I, oh, she's mad at me again. You ain't got time for that. <laughs> you ain't got time for that. No, 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 uh-uh. That's for somebody, too. Maybe that was for me, but I already knew that, but, I mean, I had to learn that. I had to study that. I've been preparing for the past two years. It's been like study, 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 pray, 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 study, 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 pray, pray, pray. Maybe I'm getting ready to get married soon. Who knows? But I know one thing I got to be prayed up. You can't go into marriage. This marriage is serious. And a lot of people don't, let me just take this minute before I close. <laughs> a lot of people don't know how serious marriage is. If you don't, whatever you don't take care of in your singleness, it is going to be amplified in marriage. If you don't have any self-control in your singleness, it's going to be amplified in marriage. And people think self-control automatically goes to sex. That is included, but self-control means over finances, over your mouth and what you say and what comes out of your mouth, um, over your temper, over over your, um, your whatever, okay? Like it, it, it encompasses everything. Self-control is not just limited to sex and food. It It, it is everything. Self-control is everything. It is a fruit of the spirit. And if you cannot exercise self-control in your singleness, it is going to show up and destroy your marriage. It is. It will destroy your marriage. Y'all, because guess who been praying for self-control? This girl here. 
and it's taken. It's taken. It's a good perm. It's taken, okay? Because at first it wasn't taken. It was like a bad perm. It wasn't taken, but it's taken now, okay? So praise God. It's been a journey, but I know it's going to be worth it in the end. I know it's going to be worth it in the end. I know I'm going to be able to handle my finances better. My body going to be under control. My temper going to be under control. My mouth going to be under control because child can be kind of reckless with these words. So all of that is going it's, it's work. It's in a progress. It's in a work in progress. The Lord is working on me and correcting me. And I'm listening because before I wouldn't listen, I wouldn't listen to nobody. <laughs> what? I got to say what I got to say. No, you don't shut up. Like, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel so much better, but it has been a struggle. That's y'all, but you know what? It's going to be worth it. And I keep that in mind. I keep it in mind. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to, my husband is going to be so grateful to the Lord. Like, man, she don't be chewing me out. Cause I, I hear how she can be reckless. Cause she, she real smart. She know a lot of words, but she don't be using them words on me. Praise God. Cause there was a time, there was a time nobody could control it. Child, Jesus, I thank you. Cause I look at some of the stuff I post on Facebook back in 2010. And I'm like, who is that monster? It was me. It was me. Bitter, upset for no reason, angry, hateful. Like, don't nobody want to be around that? But guess what? Jesus came in, did a whole 180 on me. Y'all need to stop saying Jesus did a 360 because that means you back at where you started. So stop saying stuff like that. You need to say 180 because that means you're in a different direction, okay? I just want y'all to know that. <laughs> but, yeah, just... Y'all, sin affects everyone. We're gonna continue this next um week. We're gonna continue with that. That's that's a that's a doozy because I didn't even get to the part I wanted to get to. So we're gonna continue um sin affects everyone. We're gonna continue that next week. All right. So y'all have a good week this week. Remember, do your homework. Go down your family line. Let me know how that's working out for you. Um on my social media handles on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm on TikTok too. I'm on YouTube. So let me know in the comments, um, how is it working out for you? Go down your family line and find out what it is that is popping up in your kids or popping up with you. Go down your family line. I promise you, you will not like this is to benefit you and pray that mess out. You might have to do some fasting. You might have to give some up. So give some food up for, for half the day or for the whole day. Don't eat, you know? Fasting, you're not you're not gonna hurt yourself if you if you don't eat for a day now. If you on medication and stuff, you need to talk to your doctor or whatever. I ain't telling you to do it. I just say you might want to. Some people fast music, some people fast TV, some people fast social media. Social media fast is a good one. So make sure that because some things don't come out unless you fast and pray. All right. So I hope y'all have a great week, and I will talk to y'all later.